This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Come on in, don't be shy. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson here in Studio B, filling in for Sean Kelly all week long as he is back at the Greenbrier. I think he just bought his second home there as uh, he was there for Saints camp for almost a month. He'll be there for a week covering the Pelicans as training camp uh, begins today. There, their first practice already done, if you're listening to this. Well, I guess you are listening this afternoon Central, which means practice is done. They have another one later on tonight, uh, two days, and they're back at it tomorrow morning. Hope this Tuesday finds you well and very excited to have some Pelicans talk where we begin our Pelicans coverage about training camp as a uh, media day happened yesterday. It came and went very early. Uh, the team was done around one o'clock and then they flew right out to West Virginia. So it was great to have all the players in here talking to them and getting ready for our first broadcast. And I know they're ready uh, for their first game already, which is on Saturday, but a uh, new coach, new attitude, just a, a whole different atmosphere here um, on the campus of the saints and the Pelicans. And so I'm very excited for the Pelicans to be back and uh, we'll have some coverage uh, from West Virginia to start off on this Tuesday. We'll have Sean Kelly uh, with David Wesley. They both will recap day one of practice, and then Sean talks with Eric Gordon. So uh, lots of Pelican stuff on this Tuesday, and also for you fantasy football owners, Tuesday, half of you are happy, half of you are sad, and some of you in between, depending on how many teams you are, but don't worry. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. He will be on to join us to give you some fantasy advice for this upcoming week and uh, talk about some players you might need to look out for and some players you might want to drop uh, on this week's roster. So plenty of stuff on today's show. And today is also National Coffee Day. So I, I really appreciate my coffee in the morning, especially Community Coffee, who is the official coffee of the Pelicans in the Saints. I enjoy a fresh brew of coffee every day before I get ready for the Black and Blue Report. So I really appreciate them. And uh, you might want to go check out their coffee. French vanilla is awesome. And that's what I had this morning. And uh, so I hope you all are enjoying National Coffee Day. How many cups you drink? I only try to drink one, but that's just me. I know some of you drink two, three, four, five. I don't know. Um, if I sound a little wired, I did have my coffee this morning, and I'm ready to go. So appreciate Community Coffee for all they do for the Saints and the Pelicans, and I uh, hope all of you enjoy your coffee, not just today, but every day. All right, that's enough of my coffee talk for the day. Uh, again, a good show for today. Let's get started. So we'll our order for today will be David Wesley and Sean Kelly. Then we'll go back to the Greenbrier, hear from Sean and Eric Gordon. Then I'll talk with Jake Seeley, and then we'll wrap things up on this Tuesday. More Black and Blue Report coming up. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the ever-popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. 
If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's time to talk some Pelicans on this Tuesday. Practice number one for training camp 2015 is in the books. Let's go up to the Greenbrier here from Sean Kelly and David Wesley. Guys. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Practice has concluded here at the Greenbrier. The first one of training camp is done. David Wesley is alongside. And, uh, David, uh, it's, it was just, it was number one, just good to walk into the gym today. It was, you know, just having that feeling first day of camp, uh, you know, the, the, the anticipation and the excitement are, that the players have and they're just ready to get started. From, a, from the standpoint of being a former player, what did you think of the facility when you walked in? How will this work for this team? I think it's great. It, you know, it's wide open and a lot of room to get a lot of conditioning and, and up and down. And, uh, you know, they set it up really nice. It looks like they have the training room and place to change clothes and everything. So it, it's uh, – it's a good situation, and I'm sure they'll enjoy the next three or four days. Newness for them. Newness for us. Our first chance to watch an Alvin Gentry practice. What stood out? Well, uh, he made a good point uh, that if you want to run, you have to get in condition to run. And uh, you saw there at the end of practice him uh, getting the guys up and down, making sure they're getting wide, uh, getting in their lanes. And, uh, you know, they didn't get as many points as they're supposed to in the last drill, and they had to do it again because he's saying if you want to run, then it takes running and conditioning to get it done, and uh, and they're starting to learn that real fast. I remember uh, you telling me some stories about back in the early portion of your career, guys would come to camp to get into shape. <laughs> Seems like everybody here is really in shape and ready to go. Uh, they are, you know, you know, and it, even as good a shape as they are, you can still see they get tired because the adrenaline and the excitement of being here kind of takes away your breath for a little bit. But being in shape means you bounce back a lot faster. Uh, these guys are ready. They've been going at it all summer, whereas in my day, we showed up, like you said, to get in shape, and, and we used the whole month to do that. David, you mentioned that he made the point about if we're going to be a running team, we better learn how to run, and there's something to be said for that. That's a, certainly a teaching moment from today, but what other teaching moments did you pick up today as far as the new system, our culture, um, on day one? Well, you know, I, I thought he, he was very specific about, you know, them being spaced, the rhythm of, of running uh, when you run, the first three steps of, of running uh, are the most important. Uh, once you get those first three, then it's kind of speed, then glide and play under control. Um, you know, the, the difference is in, their, in some of their offensive plays, they, they run a split action, which is the wings uh, come together, set a screen, and, and you read your defender. Um, and those, those are just some subtle differences that I've noticed so far. David Wesley, Sean Kelly here at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Day one is uh, will continue tonight. There will be an evening practice from 6 until 8 p.m. and then back at it tomorrow here in West Virginia. Daniel? All right, thanks, guys. Looking forward to everything this week from you guys up there at the Greenbrier. And be sure to log on to Pelicans.com or the Pelicans mobile app for every interview from today and including tonight as well. And David will be on tomorrow for the first edition of Wesley Wednesday. More Pelicans talk when we come back. We'll go back up to the Greenbrier. Sean Kelly standing by with Eric Gordon. Last year, over 400,000 people 
from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Pelicans guard Eric Gordon, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. We continue to talk Pelicans on this Tuesday. I was listening to Alvin Gentry's press conference yesterday, and he mentioned Eric Gordon about how he always eyed Eric Gordon, especially when they offered him a contract in Phoenix before the Pelicans matched that four-year offer. And uh, Eric Gordon really excited about Alvin Gentry as the coach and about this season, and Sean Kelly spoke to him after practice this morning. Let's just say, Eric, that uh, there were a lot of firsts today. <laughs> first time training at the Greenbrier, first Alvin Gentry practice. Now, what stood out to you? Uh, that we got after it early. I remember him kind of mentioning that we was going to go through a lot of walking through, but the walkthroughs weren't, weren't, weren't really walkthroughs, but uh, it was good that we get a good start to, for early morning. I thought you guys had worked quite hard most of the day, and then it ramped up even more at the end. Uh, was that a bit of a surprise, or did you sense that to be coming? Well, no, I thought it was a little bit of a surprise. I thought, well, I thought the second practice was going to be very, very hard, but it uh, looked like both sessions were going to really get after it, so uh, it's going to be good. How much teaching was involved today, um, you know, whether it be install or, or basically principles of what the system that you all will start to run now did you feel like you guys just scratched the surface today, or did you guys dig in a little bit? Uh, a little bit of both. I think it's all of us. You know, we learned the principles of you know the offense, and uh, I think it's just all about wanting us to play. You know, you, you see the offense, and uh, it's all about making us decision and and make a play. So it's you know it's good for us to you know learn little things and for him to let us you know flow. One thing I saw uh, today during practice that has carried over from the Monty Williams system is that you guys are a work team. And here, after even the offseason and everything else, it felt like right back to work today. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, we got after it from day one today, and uh, and I think that's good. You know, it's going to be real physical probably later on tonight. But, uh, you know, we, we know we're, we're always, we'll always be a work team. And, uh, and uh, you know, it was just hopefully that carries on throughout the rest of the season. Tell me about the facility. What was it like shooting in here? Was it, did it feel different in any way? Yeah, shooting in here is a little different than usual. But uh, I think it's good. Uh, it's always good to come get you know come to a different environment because uh, it's strictly team oriented so it's, it's good did you do that with the Clippers did you guys get away for any portion of the camp early in your career yeah we did we went somewhere else we I mean one year in San Diego and one year in Santa Barbara so it was uh it was good so you saw the benefits even before we got here yeah I have seen the benefits for sure because you know as long as you're away from family and friends you know it's it just all about team what was the reaction of your teammates when we uh, landed yesterday into almost it seemed like a uh, a farm? Oh yeah, they hey they thought it was different because uh, it almost looked like you're in the middle of nowhere. So uh, you know, hey, all we got is each other. It seemed like. Do do you measure progress practice by practice this time of year? Uh yeah, you have to. I think today was a great great start, but uh, 
yeah, you, we got to try to get better and better because uh, got a game Saturday. Uh, you mentioned that tonight could be physical, even more intense than this morning's workout. How will you spend the rest of your day? How do you, um, you know, even at a young age like yourself, how do you make sure that you stay fresh enough for a couple of these two-a-day sessions? Well, yeah, it's all about taking care of your body and get get a lot of rest in the meantime because uh, you know it's going to be it's so it's tough early on because your body just getting adjusting to all the running and pounding, but. You know, you know your body's going to come along the way shortly. Your teammate Kendrick Perkins is entering his 13th training camp. Um, he may sweat more than anybody else in the team, but I think that you all found great delight in him able to still jam the ball down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, <laughs> hey, he's, he's older. He's a big dude, and uh, you got to respect him. He's been around the league for a long time, won, won a championship. So, uh, you know, he, whatever he can do, he's is good for us. Thanks, Eric. All right, thank you. Yep. All right, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Eric. We'll uh, have plenty of Pelicans talk throughout the week. We'll get you ready for Pelicans and Pacers' first preseason game on Saturday. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to football, fantasy football, that is. Jake Seeley from RotoExports.com joins me, and uh, he'll give you some fantasy advice for the rest of the week. Stay with us. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. All right, welcome back to the show. Some of you are probably pretty happy. Some of you are probably pretty sad after uh, fantasy football this past weekend. But don't worry, we have our licensed therapist on the line here. He's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Is it okay if I call you a licensed therapist, Jake, especially for fantasy football? I, I think that's okay. I, I don't want to get you in any legal trouble with the licensing part, but I, I hope that's okay. Ah, we'll leave it at that. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, uh, Jake, uh, I first want to start with a quarterback situation. Last week we were talking about uh, Tony Romo when he went down, if uh, Brandon Whedon was worth picking up and how that affected uh, Cowboys wide receivers in the running game. Let's talk about Roethlisberger and his injury. Um, Vic didn't look great um, when Roethlisberger came in. Granted, it was only about uh, half of a game. Is Vic worthy of picking up due to Roethlisberger's injuries, and how does this affect um, the rest of the Steelers wide receivers? I really don't see a league unless it's a two quarterback league or super deep where, you know, maybe you have a super flex where you're allowed to start a quarterback in your flex spot where you probably need Vic. Uh, there's at this point of his career, we all know that he was never the biggest passer and that was never where the fancy appeal came from was with his legs. But at this point now, his legs just aren't what they were anymore. So you look at, like you said, is that offense is probably not going to ask him to even pass a lot because you have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. And, no, I don't think this affects Le'Veon Bell at all. I think you could throw me a quarterback and Le'Veon Bell is going to be Le'Veon Bell. He's that good. He's going to be that great. Uh, honestly, this might even help him just a tad because of Vic's threat of his legs, even though, as I said, it's 
not what he once was. But with the wide receivers, you do have to take everybody down. You take Antonio Brown from being the top one-two wide receiver along with Julio Jones to probably being a bottom-end wide receiver one. Obviously, you still start him every single week, but that's more of a testament to his talent than it is Michael Vick and his throwing. So, you know, I would say after Brown, I don't know that I want any of the Steelers wide receivers. If Martavis Bryant, so a lot of people have the appeal of him coming back, I'd probably sell high on him because this is going to hurt him. Uh, you look at Wheaton hasn't been doing that great so far, and obviously that hurts him as well. I think this even hurts Heath Miller, where he goes from uh, more often than not tight end one to probably a fill-in depending on the buys. So, yeah, I think there's other quarterback options out there for that aspect of it. But as for the Steelers, I think everybody's expected except for Le'Veon Bell. There's nothing you can really do to stop him. Absolutely. Another running back that had a great week was Devontae Freeman from the Atlanta Falcons. Huge game for him with uh, Tevin Coleman being out um, for Atlanta. How does Devontae Freeman's value uh, go up as far as the next couple weeks or so? I'd say as long as Coleman is out, he has high-end RB2 value with potential for more. The thing about Freeman is he's always been the better pass catcher in that backfield. Even last year uh, when you know the others were still hanging around and we were hoping that he would take over from Steven Jackson. So you look at him, and that's, his, that's what's really he's good at. He struggles a little bit getting through the tackles, and that's where Tevin Coleman's better is he can find those creases between the tackles, find his own holes, and then he's explosive enough to take off and get you 20, 30 yards. So I think once Coleman is back, we're probably looking at a timeshare of Week in and week out, depending on the game flow, it'll be one or the other who gets the better fantasy day. You know, they'll probably frustrate you if you own either one once Coleman is back. But until that point, uh, Freeman, if he's hanging out there, people were concerned because he didn't do much in the preseason early in the season. And they just said, ah, what the heck, I'm not going to waste a waiver spot. If he's still hanging out there in your league, which he is on quite a few leagues, you have to grab him. It, it, any type of running back situation you have, I'd find it hard for Freeman not to be in your starting lineup until Coleman comes back. And even when he does, he's probably a flex value running back. And if you look at flex value, that's what you're going to expect. You're going to expect some good games and you're going to expect some weeks where you only get two to three points, but that's why they're flex running back. So I think that he's definitely ownable for the entire season, but for the next few weeks, he's a must start. Absolutely. Um, speaking of running backs, um, some didn't play as well as I know you, you've been getting the brunt of the CJ Anderson grief uh, on Twitter. <laughs> I've been following him like, geez, give this guy a break. I know you're talking highly of CJ Anderson. And again, you can't control how these things happen, but which running backs should fantasy owners be concerned about Jake? I think CJ Anderson is one of them. And you know, I don't want to put all the blame on him, but that offensive line, as much as they're moving to Kubiak's system, still looks like they're having trouble with the run game overall. Even with Ronnie Hillman in there, he's had a few more bursts than Anderson did. But Anderson looked good right in the end of the series before he went to get checked in the locker room for the concussion. So they're getting some opportunities. It's just that offensive line is still struggling when they pitch it out wide. They're getting run down a lot. That speaking of the running backs, the, the holes just aren't opening up in the pistol formation. So I do have my concerns about C.J. Anderson. As much as I loved him and I loved the situation he was going to be in, I'm benching him until I see more, especially because he's in a timeshare too. So you can't get any real hope from there. Uh, DeMarco Murray is another one that I'm still buying low on, but there is concern because he wasn't rushing well through the first two games. The touchdowns and the receptions were helping him. But now you see last week against a really strong defense, Matthews and Sproles both look terrific. Mm -hmm. I think Sproles has the most consistent value of anybody in that backfield. But when Murray's back, if it's this week or next week, 
I think that Matthews proved that, you know, if the game's moving along, which was always the concern with the Chip Kelly offenses, if they start going to a no huddle, they're on the 40-yard line, they bust off a 20-yard play, and Matthews is out there, and they're going no huddle or quick huddle, Murray's going to get left on the sideline, and that's the concern that you have. So that's more my concern with Murray is that he wasn't looking great, and now that Matthews looked amazing last week against a tough defense is that, you know, maybe he's not going to get 20 touches a game for the rest of the season. But And then lastly, Justin Forsett, he's on the concern block too. But of all of them, he's probably the one I'm buying low on the most because he's still in a Tressman office. Tressman loves passing to the running back. Things haven't been clicking the first couple of weeks. But if you look, his touches have also been extremely low. So there's at least opportunity for him to do better. But there's a lot of big names out there that, that have a lot of people concerned with running back. Another name you didn't mention, just out of curiosity, what about T.J. Yeldon in Jacksonville? Uh, I think that he is what he is. I, mm-hmm. you know, nothing against T.J. Yeldon, but I always said he was a good player all around. He just didn't excel. He wasn't exceptionally fast. He's not exceptionally strong. He's not exceptional in the passing game. He's just good all around, and I think that's what's always going to limit him career-wise. He need, he's more of that when you hear volume running back is he needs the 20-plus touches because – he, he doesn't have the Jamal Charles explosiveness or the Adrian Peterson just dominance. So uh, the offense is going to be inconsistent, as we've seen already so far. Uh, so there's some opportunity for him. But, again, you're also talking about a defense that doesn't stop a lot of teams. So if they're down big, mm-hmm. that might help them a little bit in the passing game. But also at the same time, as we've seen, Blake Bortles can throw it 40-plus times a game and Yeldon can get left out. So I think Yeldon's more of a flex running back, and he'll have some weeks where he gets RB2 value. But – Uh, I I just think that that's the best you're looking for at this point. All right, on that note, give me two or three waiver pickups for this week. Well, you have to look over at Miami. Surprisingly enough, nobody was expecting Richard Matthews to be the name. Everybody was expecting Devontae Parker as the rookie or any of the others alongside um, the situation they have with Jarvis Landry to step up alongside of him. And that really hasn't happened, and it turned out to be Rashard Matthews, who nobody was talking about. But you look at what he's done through the first three games, and you have to take notice. And I think that Parker does eventually cut into a snap. But at this point, Rashard Matthews is making a case to be starting in most leagues. Uh, you know, you were talking about a wide receiver three so far. So I would look for him. I would look at running back uh, is a little bit thin. But, again, we talked about Devontae Freeman. If Lance Dunbar is available in PPR leagues, uh, he's a must-add. That offense is going to need Dunbar every single week, no matter who's at quarterback, no matter if they go to Cassell or if they stick with Whedon. uh, Lance Dunbar is going to be a nice part of that offense just because they need the weapons. And I I will go one deeper because a lot of times, you know, you get people in different leagues and you say, oh, these guys have been owned, and I want a guy that people aren't looking at for maybe two weeks from now that could break out. Antonio Andrews with the Titans, uh, I said a lot of times that Bishop Sankey just doesn't look like he's equipped to be a big-time running back in the NFL. And Andrews looked pretty good last week. The only problem is Ken Wisenhut can be very frustrating to deal with for running back situations in fantasy. That being said, Andrews is the type of player that two weeks from now could be carrying the ball 20 times for Tennessee, and everybody's going, man, I wish I would have grabbed him a couple weeks ago and stashed him. He's, he's your stash guy right now. All right, before I let you go, uh, Saints are on Sunday night against the Cowboys. No uh, update yet on whether Drew Brees will play or not. Who's worth playing on the Saints' side as far as Sunday night is concerned? Uh, I think you have to look at most of the players after what the Cowboys just did against mm-hmm. the Falcons last week. I think that you look at the entire situation, Mark Ingram, no question, every single week is a must-start. But now that C.J. Spiller, I should say, 
uh, is doing better last week. Now that he's getting, they say that he's hundred percent. He looks like he's a hundred percent. I think that you have to get him out there after again, Devontae Freeman did really well catching the ball against that Cowboys defense. I don't know what happened after the first two weeks, but they look totally overmatched and unable to stop anything. So you got to say Ingram Spiller, Obviously, if Drew Brees is back, you have to start him. Even if he's not, Brandon Cooks is going to be a great option. Marcus Colston is a red zone threat. I think those four have to be in most of your lineups. After that, we go back to the whole situation, as I mentioned last week, is Willie Sneed actually looks like he's pushing ahead of Brandon Coleman a little bit, but it wouldn't be any surprise if that rolls reverse again this week. That's just kind of going to be what we're dealing with all this year. And so, you know, that's. Those four are the big ones, Drew Brees, if he plays. And then, you know, if, you got a, if you're a Gronkowski owner and you're looking for a tight end, take a flyer on Ben Watson. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't be a tight end one for me, but he's a decent flyer given what the Cowboys look like last. That, that defense looks like it's ripe for the picking again. All right, we shall see. That's Jake Seeley from Roto Experts, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, always a pleasure, and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully I made some people feel better. I think so. I think so. Or, or they just go to you, uh, they place the blame on you, so either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just vent at me. Just yell at me. That, that always makes them feel better, too. There you go. There you go. Jake Seeley again from rotoexperts.com, and uh, we'll wrap up this Tuesday edition next on the Black and Blue Report. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up from Studio B. Again, for all Pelicans training camp coverage, follow one Jim underscore Eichenhofer, Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com, Sean Kelly Live, uh, David Wesley. All those guys are up there. They have all your coverage of training camp, and you can log on to Pelicans.com or the Pelicans mobile app for all the interviews from today and also tonight as uh, two days happen in training camp. And so the second one will be tonight. And then again, we'll have full coverage tomorrow here on the Black and Blue Report. David Wesley will make his Wesley Wednesday debut as far as this season is concerned. And we'll also begin to preview the Saints and the Cowboys Sunday night football. As again, the Saints are off today, back at practice tomorrow. So we'll have plenty of stuff for you covering that game starting tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week. Hope this Tuesday finds you well. Enjoy that cup of coffee on National Coffee Day. And we'll see you tomorrow right back here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.